This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida in God's country on a pretty fair day, which we'll get into in more detail at the bottom of the hour. We are, of course, in the Melon Law Studio, sponsored here by Melon Law, the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators and protected uh, 24-7, 365 by crime prevention, locally owned. Check into them. Be secure locally. And, of course, all of our great sponsors. Our newest and latest is uh, Allstate Insurance, Julie Locasio. We have on-the-spot cleaners, great sponsors, R&R Construction. We'll get into this detail in a little bit as we go through the show. Well, 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 today is kind of an event that has rattled a lot of people's cages, if you will, uh, in a number of ways. And I want to go through those with you, starting, of course, as uh, we typically do, with a local emphasis. Hello, Matt Cannon, Ken Hillier, Julia, and, uh, of course, Jim Murphy, great supporter, Ken Hillier. Uh, We are um, today doing something that is really landmark. It's a landmark case. Uh, it's not in the paper. It's not in the Gainesville Sunset. It's really not even out on uh, our good friend Jennifer Cabarro's um, Latro Chronicle, nor have I seen it on the Main Street News. But today, as we speak, hello, William Boyd, as we speak, the trial has begun. Six-member jury. Judge Kolos courtroom, I believe is 3C, if I remember correctly. Don't take my word for that. And we are dealing with a trial of voter beep, a voter beep, John Boyd Rivers versus the state of Florida. Six jurors and an alternate were selected yesterday afternoon. For today's all day, it'll be all day, and our instigator investigator is there on the spot. Yours truly would be there, but, you know, we have Mark there, so we'll cover. And all day, voter babe trial started at 8.30 a.m. Witnesses to include, which means raise your right hand and swear, the supervisor of election, Kim Barton, whom we found violating the governor's orders and going in through the outreach director, I guess, who took the fifth when the FDLE came and knocked on his door, after we tipped him off, 
Just sign up, people, who assumed from their point of view that if you've come to sign me up, I must be able to sign up. And this fellow, John Boyd Rivers, who is a career criminal, don't get this wrong, this is not one of your Sunday school teachers, said, okay. And now it's saying, hey, hold everything, time out. You came looking for me. I couldn't come looking for you. I was in the jug for the umpteenth time, by the way. Doing what a professional career, lifelong guy does. Spend time in and out of the jug. Imagine how big his eyes must have gotten. Or mine certainly would have if I'd been in his shoes. And looked up and seen the jailhouse door swing open. And in walked the officials. They signed me up. I didn't know there was Zuckerbucks behind this. I just said, geez, what's going on here? I might win the lottery. And there's always in the back of every career guy's mind that that might somehow spring him. I learned that from Don Pierce, my good friend, who's now passed, <clears throat> who wrote Cool and Luke. Everybody with a criminal mind, and these guys are assumed to have one, it's a different mind from a regular mind, always is looking for that way out somehow. And Don says the ultimate fantasy of every criminal in the jug is that the institution they're in, locked up in, will somehow catch far. And when it catches far, there'll be mad mayhem and they'll be able to get out. So there's always looking for that old song, there must be some way out of here, said the joker to the thief. And so our hapless soul, Mr. John Boyd Rivers, is going to challenge him in court. The FDLE agents are going to be there. Liars are going to be there. Hey, Will, drumbeat, drumbeat, drumbeat. Will, T.J. Pichet, take the fifth again on the stand and judge Kolos courtroom? Wow. Wow. As we speak, as I understand it, being transported, another state prisoner to county jail to face voter fraud charges. Albert Derek, no, first name, Robinson Derek Albert. Is the way I'm reading this on the court case number. Felon. Awaiting trial. Hey, if you want to send cards and letters to the Ward Scott files, we'll accept them. Because this is the only place, my friends, this could have happened. 
And by the way, Breitbart picked it up and recognized it. Politico picked it up and recognized it. We just a little outfit here running on a very limited budget. Thanks to some of those of you who throw in a little of your own support once in a while. We greatly appreciate it. You know who you are. Thanks to the sponsors patronizing. But this is a landmark day. I didn't want this to get by and you not understand this. It's a big deal. It might be the only place in America, as the coaches always like to say, that boy right there is going to take somebody to a bowl. That, that's the best running back in America. You know, I've heard that, you know, so many times I can't get it out of my head. So this is the biggest day in America right now. Really and truly, as my country friends say, if it's really, it doesn't have to be truly. And if it's truly, it doesn't have to be really. But why not say really and truly? It's going to be interesting. I have no idea. Hey, hey, we even know. I can't tell you how we know. That the prosecutor doesn't even know how this is going to go. Ain't nobody done this before. He has no idea what this jury is going to think. I mean, you pick six people off the bricks. Heaven knows what they'll come up with. Landmark day in America taking place right here in Alachaway County where Zuckerbuck, 700 grand, 700,000. If I remember correctly, I got the paperwork. I can look it up exactly. Pumped into this county. Oh, to what? Oh, to make sure everybody during COVID could vote absentee. Oh, really? How do you know those who use those ballots? Oh, well, we just trust. We just trust. We really got no way to verify. We just trust. It's an amazing story. Amazing story. Now, this all took place. Somebody mentioned the jail and the sheriff. This all took place while Sadie Darnell was the sheriff. Now, let's segue into the next story. Sadie Darnell endorsed Andrew Gillum and marched in the Black Lives Matters parade. Black Lives Matters hates the cops, and she was the sheriff. That cost her. Bless her heart. Andrew Gillum is a hometown kid. Mama Chestnut, Cynthia, is his godmother, if I remember correctly. But I know his childhood buddy is the permanently disbarred Christopher Chestnut. Well, 
This is what the prosecutor meant. Obviously, it was in his head or her head. In this case, it was his. When we don't know how a jury is going to go. The jury in Tallahassee, Lassie, the judge had to declare mistrial. He was being tried on conspiracy and fraud charges, fraud beat against Gillum. He'd been wired up by the FBI and all the above. He's a Gainesville native. He's a former Tallahassee mayor. And on May 4th, a jury acquitted him of lying to federal investigators, but they were unable to reach a verdict on charges that he and his political cronies, particularly Sharon Lettman Hicks, built is the term out of uh, the article here on North Florida publication. Political contributors out of money and illegally steered it to Gillum for his personal use. I got to tell you now, That's all I'm going to say about that. The real strong paper trail on that. So, the thinking was that once they declared this mistrial, the federal government would come back and retry the case. This is not uncommon. This is done. Federal government would come back and retry the case. Well, guess what? And Channel 20 covered this. Guess what? Channel 20 covered it because this is a hometown kid. And it is interesting. The federal government asked the judge, Alan Windsor, to dismiss the indictment against him. They're not going to retry him. Now, there's a lot of implications here for this. What one school of students thinks who studied this case, this opens the door for Andrew Gillum to get his hat back in some ring somewhere sometime. Because he fits the Democrat formula. Black, male, and you could even argue a lawbreaker. Because that doesn't bother the Democrat camp, evidently. They're not known, the Democrats are not known as the law and order party. In fact, they'd be smirched the Republicans for and try to label them as that because they think law and order means what? Racism. Because the laws were all made by white supremacists. That's the way that works. There is one thing 
And we have a copy of it. But you don't dare put it out on social platforms. Even though it was public in, published in the paper, South Florida, of Andrew Gillum lying in the O-Natural on the floor of a no-tell motel, South Florida, with his male and the detractors call it boy toy. That probably, that photograph, probably, maybe even, I don't even know if it would really ultimately stop him from resurrecting. He could always explain it off in so many ways acceptable to Democrats as circumstances that I was forced into as a kid being born on the wrong side of the tracks. There's any number of spins they could put on that. Any number. So these Tallahassee jurors, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, got deadlocked in a 10 to 2 in favor of acquittal on 19 charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and committing wire fraud. Now, this stuff goes all the way back to 2016 and 2019, okay? See, Gillum has got a lot of things that could be used to resurrect him. At age 23, he was elected as Tallahassee's youngest city commissioner. And he served on the commission for a decade. And then he became the mayor in 2014. And he claimed, that's really the race card, that he had a target on his back because he was Florida's first black gubernatorial nominee. And if you want to see how narrow a clip that was, as Stephen Crane says in the open boat, it was just a whisker, and he would have been your governor. Can you imagine? So the photograph in the South Beach, no-tell, motel, hotel room, complete with overdosing and Gillum unable to communicate with officers. Probably that can be. Maybe somehow put through the Democrat washing machine ringer and he'll come out again. And God forbid I just say myself, I mean, I don't know what else you can say. It's the way it works. Hey, by the way, I got to throw this in. Here is a article back on Thursday, May 11th, that was in the Gainesville Sunset, written by Cleveland Tinker. And there's nothing in particular about the article that is you know, all that much to talk about, so to speak. 
<clears throat> I mean, it's a nice article about a rally for dads who are going to try to encourage um, fatherhood initiatives to uh, get their kids interested in school. And it says dad urges kids to do well on tests at Metcalf Elementary. But the thing about Milliken that was pointed out to me by a teacher, Metcalf's misspelled, needs an E on the end. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Attention to detail. Attention to detail. Attention to detail. Can you believe it? I'm going to back up a little bit and start this story way back when. In the fall of 2019, as I recollect, beginning of 2020, somewhere in there, uh, two or three years ago anyway, I was contacted by a very frustrated adjunct teacher in the dance department of the University of Florida who was scared because this person was being asked to sign these documents in all departments, and of all departments, dance. That was going to politicize dance. And take ballet, for example, and so to speak, make it African ballet. Or make a dance in Africa the same as a dance ballet. Now, ballet originates, as I understand it, in Europe, in ancient cultures, very refined. There's a hierarchy in arts. There's a hierarchy in everything that has merit. So this frustrated person came to me and said, could you please do something to help us? This is out on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, these documents. I want to remind you of that. They're on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. They've been there for quite a while. This document begins, Dear UF Dance Students. The faculty members of the dance area join alumni and current students' condemnation of systemic racism in the School of Theater and Dance. Oh, and if you didn't join in this, guess what? You weren't hired back. I'm just going to skip through it a little bit. It's out on War Top Bulletin Board. Beginning sentence of the next paragraph. However, condemning these systems and affirming black lives 
is not enough. And by the way, the dean of this school is black. Or was at the time, as I understand it, this letter. If this statement is going to be meaningful, it must be an expression of concrete actions for which we can be held accountable. I'm skipping around this. Undoing racism from the dance faculty. Identifying actions collectively and individually. Special faculty meetings in summer. Conversations to address anti-racism. This is all while Fox was the president. The curriculum is going to, and I'm just looking at this, decentralize colonial Eurocentric perspectives and dance technique. Uh, do, you, do you read between the lines here? If the dance originated in a European in a European country that colonized Africa, then the dance techniques of that dance are fraught with systemic racism. That's the logic. For training, I'm just skipping around, the School of Theater and Dance faculty and staff are expected to participate in three days of, and this is italicized, it is a, an official state name workshop, Undoing Racism Workshop. Then we have individual comments. <clears throat> this document provided to me by this adjunct teacher who was afraid to be known. But the names of these people who went along with this are listed in this letter. I'm not going to go over them. They're on the, they're on the poster on the board, top bulletin board. This person says, as a white female, I am fully committed to deepening my understanding and awareness of systemic, uh, systematic, I'm sorry, systematic racism. <clears throat> Here's another. As a white American professor of dance and faculty researcher, in African studies and Latin American studies, I deepen my commitment to center the experience of black global, global innovators. And then it gets into a bunch of garbage. I'm doing this because I'm going to get into the schmear job on DeSantis in a moment. You want to take a look at it. It's all out there on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. That's just one document. 
from one department. I went around and checked with some people in other departments. They all had the same stuff. Some version of that order. Should be coming down. Was coming down from their deans and their chairs. Sitting at the top of this whole pyramid is Fox. He's the president. People were scared. Right. Come to the Ward Scott files. Get the story out. I'm going to get back from the bottom of the hour break here for the weather. I'm going to go through the press treatment of DeSantis and DeSantis's actions. I want you to learn how to read between the lines. Be right back on the Ward Scott Files. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. There are a few tickets left for Gainesville's best pig roast and special whiskey debut. Sunday, May 21st from 2 to 5 p.m., Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is roasting a whole pig and sipping piggyback rye whiskey. Join us at Vicer's Rooftop for the release of Spurrier's Piggyback Rye's private labeled barrel select whiskey. We'll have specialty drinks, games, raffles, plus each ticket includes your own bottle of Spurrier's Piggyback Rye Whiskey to take home. Go to Spurriers.com to get your ticket to join 125 of your friends at the Rooftop Pig Roast before we sell out. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth. All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. 
I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Ford's Weather Report brought to you by Lewis Oil, our great friends at Chevron. Listen, uh, you may be getting rain. You may not be getting rain. Today, uh, the computers show possibly rain. 88 degrees for a high, nudging up to 90. It's about 70 right now, 72. Uh, We'll see. I mean, I hope we need it. There are stormy patterns that are uh, really getting the southwest, but that ain't us. And uh, there's deadly tornadoes along the Texas coast, but that ain't us. And uh, there's little relief in the northwest for the extreme heat. That ain't us. And the east coast faces severe weather, but that ain't us. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and see if we can't get some rain around here. If you're of the case, of the mind you'd like to have some. Some of these weather guys who live in the cities, uh, when they report the weather, they are gleeful that there's no rain. I don't know where they're coming from, but it ain't where we're coming from. Uh, listen, there was a good question asked a moment ago as I get back to this story uh, by uh, uh, Ray Stern, good friend here, watches the show all the time, uh, talking about the uh, dean of this uh, Department of School and Theater and Dance who should have been uh, never been hired. And the problem is, and he puts his finger on something here without knowing he put his finger on it. Once you hire this person, you can't fire that person because I checked into this without being called a racist. So you see, look at that in a while. Here's a racist dean, one could argue, who can't be fired for being racist. Or the dean, she will claim racism. You know, it's kind of like inoculation against all illnesses, no matter what they might be. You just get the vaccination and you won't ever come down with anything from the flu to uh, athlete's foot. So what can you do about her? I found out the only thing you do is promote her. Promote her out of the responsibility. I don't know if that happened or not, but that was a wild thing that yours truly learned. I mean, I kind of knew it. So along comes DeSantis. Now, he obviously must have heard the same message I heard that this was going on all through the university system of the state of Florida. So the focus of this article that was reprinted and the Gainesville sunset above the fold, as we say, came from Sarasota, where New College is. Now, New College years ago, I think it started in the 70s, started out as a good idea. Very liberal, open-minded, uh, free-thinking. And generally, over time, it became exclusionary, not uh, because of inclusion. And one of the things that the governor said is that Diversity, equity, and inclusion should be called discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination, which is exactly what it is. So gradually over the years, not just new college, but the universities and the classrooms 
hired officers. Look at the look at the city of Gainesville. We got a kid down, a kid. I mean, he's a kid right now, and so does the school board. Have somebody who sits in office with his feet up on the desk or her heels up on the desk in charge of a diversity, equity, and inclusion to six-figure salaries. <clears throat> Are you kidding me? Now, this article, of course, has to tie this to DeSantis running for president. Third paragraph in, it says, as he gears up for a run for president, DeSantis has emphasized a culture war against so-called war policy. This culture war that he got involved in was long before the presidential stuff. I just told you it goes back to 2019. This paragraph written by these characters in the Sarasota Herald reprinted above the fold in the Gainesville Sunset has a sentence in it that reads, the governor has decried a campus culture that he views as overly focused on issues of racial, gender, and LGBTQWXYT equity. No, we view, the hapless adjunct viewed, had the courage to speak up. What the sentence should have said is the governor heard the concerns. No, they're not going to do that because this is in the same paragraph that begins as he gears up a run for president. So what this is doing subliminally is smearing him as a presidential candidate. Doesn't say that, doesn't come out and say that, but yeah, that's what it's doing, among other things. So it has a paragraph next that begins, the legislation signed by DeSantis Monday restricts how gender and race are taught on campus. It requires university officials to review any lessons, quote, based on theories that systemic racism, sexism, and privilege are inherent in the institution of the United States and were created to maintain social, political, and economic inequities. Okay. But there's something vague about that sentence. It requires university officials to review does that mean the dean who wrote that letter one like it what is a university official and why does this have to be politicized the sentence here reads democrats said the legislation will hurt students and Florida's university system. Just Democrats? Some of the people who complained about this to me were Democrats. 
Oh, I see. They're not progressive Democrats. Because the next paragraph uses that word. The Democrats say, quote, Governor Santis is treating freedom of speech as an enemy. God, how can they say that with a straight face? And the legislature allowed his partisan politics, his partisan politics? It's got nothing to do with partisan politics. To get in the way of initiatives that have progressed, there's the word. There is the word. To have progressed us as a nation to allow students from diverse backgrounds to be included where they weren't, you know, included all that stuff. That's not quite the issue. If you read the document on Wartop Bulletin Board, they're forcing onto the School of Theater and Dance. I'm just talking about this, that one school, because that's the only one I have the paperwork for. They're forcing onto the School of Theater and Dance. A political agenda where there's no political component. The nutcracker is not political. Swan Lake, not political. How do you get there from here? If you can think clearly, you know what you're talking about. How do you do that? How do you get there from here? Jim Murphy, great supporter of the show, asks, what's this have to do with academic freedom? It's a very good question. Freedom, go ahead and put the adjective in front of it, academic. All freedom comes with responsibilities. You're not free to abuse or disregard your responsibilities. In academic freedom, to ask to answer Jim's comment, if I'm the dean, I am telling the people I am hiring that if you don't do what I tell you to do, I won't hire you. And what I want you to do is to admit that you're a racist. Simply because, basically because you're white and you're European descendant. I want you to admit that or I won't hire you. That's not academic freedom. Academic freedom is, I personally, as the dean, for whatever quirky reason, let's assume, believe 
that ballet, to use it for an example, is a racist dance. But that's my problem. It's not yours. You go in a classroom, and if you have evidence and documentation that the Nutcracker was written and is composed and produced by racists, and you reach that through a series of logically sound steps, you're free to say it. But if you can't reach that through those steps, you're free to disagree with it. The best thing an administrator can do in an academic situation is hire the best teachers you can and get the hell out of their way. Which is exactly the opposite from what the K-12 teachers tell me is going on right now. And another paragraph, you know, they're going after Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a great school. It doesn't take federal money. I'm going to read a paragraph that these characters wrote about Hillsdale College, and they never mention that. Here's the paragraph. You can read it. It's in the sunset. New College has been at the forefront of DeSantis' higher education agenda ever since he appointed six new board members on January 6th. DeSantis has talked about turning New College, Florida's public honors college, into something resembling Hillsdale College, a private Christian school in Michigan. Where did Christian come from? The important detail. On all schools, Christian in America? I mean, isn't the Are documents of the nation based on that? All that means is that really and truly, You have humility as a moral. You don't play God. Which these people are. The detail that this paragraph omits is that it doesn't take federal money. Oh, well. DeSantis says he wants New College to be a top classical liberal arts college. That's what it started out to be. Liberal used to mean open-minded. Liberal has become Close-minded. 
Close-minded. Nobody cares in the classroom. If you're LGBTQWXYZ, nobody cares. What matters is your brain. I'm here to train your brain. And to train your brain, we have to strain your brain. And drain your brain. And retrain your brain. A great story. I think I've told it before. You know, I used to run track. Ran on the Florida relays. It's all this kind of jazz. I had a friend who was a great track coach. This goes back to the 70s. I was out at Florida track working out one day. Got to miss those days. Can't run a lick now. Back then I could run forever. And my good buddy who was an Olympic coach, shall remain unnamed, was out in the center of the Oval Forum there at the university, teaching a youngin, a track athlete, how to throw the javelin. So, you know, I was eavesdropping. I thought I might pick up something here from him. Great coach, great teacher. So I watched out of the corner of my eye, this kid, big old boy, chunk that javelin way the heck out there. And my good buddy, the coach, said to the student athlete, I'll call him John. John, how'd that feel? How'd that feel? And John said to the coach, coach, that felt great. I'll never forget what my buddy told John. John, that was a miserable throw. Technically all wrong. You throw the javelin the way I technically teach you to do it. In the beginning, that's going to feel terrible. But after a while, as you get better at the technique, it will feel great. The problem with these students entering these classrooms and these teachers and these deans is they want to throw the javelin away it feels good. Because if it feels good to them, that's all that matters. Never mind whether they're good enough to become a champion. They can't become a champion throwing the javelin the way it feels good to them. That really is the whole moral of this. That's not the purpose of education. is to 
Support what feels good to you. And as the dean or the president, like this Fox character, you can't let that go on. And it went on so long in so many places the governor got involved and he's the only governor that would ever have gotten involved. You think Gillum would have touched this? Well, he would know what it was. Crazy. You can use my little story about the javelin athlete and his coach. It sums up exactly what the problem is. I don't know. i got about five minutes left. I'm going to conclude with this story. It interested me. I don't have time to get into a big story. CNN covered this. And they love to cover things like this. Because this is Florida. And Florida is DeSantis. And they're scared to death. DeSantis might actually be the president. And all this crap, this feel-good crap, will come to an end. So I thought this was interesting. Orlando, Florida. Publix. Publix. A bakery, a baker in the Publix in Orlando. I don't know which Publix. The article doesn't address it. Refused to write trans on a cake and someone by the name of Yasmin Flasterstein and her friend they had placed an order for their public's cake and asked to have written on it trans people deserve joy And when they went to pick the cake up, the cake said, people deserve joy. Well, you know, it hit the fan and she went to the manager and the manager apologized and told Yasmin Flasterstein or Stein, I don't know which, that they could not write the entire message on the cake Because, quote, that is taking a stance on something, end quote. So Flasterstein (laughs) says, you understand that's really hurtful, right? I love that word, hurtful. I use, oh, that's so hurtful. (laughs) And supposedly, according to Flasterstein, manager said yes. So what Publix do, they handed Flasterstein the frosting and told her she could finish 
the slogan herself. Oh, that wasn't the end of it for Flaster Steen or Stein. It was a slap in the face, she says. And she went out on the social platforms and posted it, got a hundred reactions, those feel-good reactions. And old Publix, what they do? We're very sorry that our associates did not handle your request appropriately. Please message us for more details, and we will gladly make the cake. And eventually, Publix apologized for being insensitive and hurtful. Huh? Oh, that's so hurtful. I wonder where you would draw the line. Is there a line? I mean, I can think of some things I want them to write on the cake, but they ain't going to write it. I don't blame them. Keep your eye on this Daniel Penny thing in New York. We'll cover a little bit more when I got more time. This is really going to be an attempt, already is, to create another George Floyd situation so that these people who are bound and be damned to throw the javelin the way they want to throw it, and you have to throw it that way too, can run the country. So just keep your eye on it. We'll cover it more a little bit later. Well, thanks for your comments and spread the news here. And uh, take a look at Hillsdale. I contribute to them as well, Jim Murphy. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.